9 a.m. Friday morning. Welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, and it has been underwritten by MapTunes Long Island Chamber Maps. My three guests with me this morning, Ed Scharfberg, president of the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce, and I want to quickly point out that Ed's brother, Lou Schaufberg, is not only a graduate of LIU Post, but he was a student at WCWP, and, and, ad, and later he was an adjunct professor. In fact, I took his cable television class back in the 80s. Uh, today, Lou is on the board of the WCWP Hall of Fame. So, Ed, please send Lou my best regards, along with our station manager, Dan Cox, and all of his friends here at the radio station. I certainly will. Okay, next, Sean Martins, president of the influential Garden City Chamber of Commerce. And Matt, or is it Matthew? What do you prefer? Matthew, or whichever. Okay, we'll call you Matt. <laughs> Matt Dono, he's the newly installed president of the Manhasset Chamber of Commerce. So Ed, Sean, and Matt, thank you for joining us this morning on Chamber Chatter. Absolutely. So what we have for you today are chambers representing the North Shore, Center Island and South Shore of Nassau, Nassau County. And uh, we're gonna learn a little bit about them this morning. Ed, I'll start with you. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the South Shore community that uh, you represent. Oceanside is six square miles with approximately 34,000 residents and just over 10,000 units of housing. Uh, we have uh, eight schools, a hospital, and several uh, large strip malls. Okay. What's going on at the chamber? Tell us about how things are with the chamber these days. Okay. Um, because of the COVID pandemic, we really haven't been doing much, though uh, we have been supporting the community by, um, um, you know, shop local signs. We've been um, sponsoring uh, people, uh, the workers over at South Nassau. Uh, we have donated clothes to the people who have successfully left the hospital with the COVID-19 uh, virus. And um, we have a monthly Zoom meeting amongst our board and um, we're hoping in the near future to have some, um, some guest speakers on some more of our Zoom meetings. I think it'll be a little, little ways away before we can start meeting uh, together again in, in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, um, last month we had Stuart Manor on they have the covert avenue chamber of commerce there and garden city came up a couple of times you guys uh are a, say, kind of bordering communities but anyway how are things in garden city what's going on there so uh we're we're five square miles uh a, a good portion of that is uh residential obviously uh we'd have, have a, a very nice thriving downtown and, and restaurants uh as well as we host uh and bordering mineola winthrop uh, or NYU Langone Hospital, um, we uh, we're, we have a challenge ahead of us for sure. Um, we've found uh, the need to reinvent uh, the way that we do business. Our, our largest event of the year, the Pineapple Ball, uh, was postponed due to COVID-19. Uh, so we're we're basically at a crossroads where we need to change the way that uh, we work as a chamber. Um, over the last few months, we've had. Uh, several uh, virtual and in-person or, or hybrid meetings. Um, most recently, we did a uh, restaurant night um, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, two weeks ago, uh, or, or actually last week. 
uh, where we brought carolers out to the restaurants to promote uh, the, the local uh, restaurants. Um, we did a, a gift card, uh, which was donated by Coach Realtors uh, to each of the restaurants, um, and then a drawing. Uh, so we're, we're, we're always trying to you know, improve what we're doing uh, and uh, you know, reach out to the members and, and the community. The Covert Avenue Chamber of Commerce that was on last month, which represents uh, Stewart Manor and actually Floral Park, um, they are arguably the smallest chamber on Long Island. I think there's only 39 members, if I'm not mistaken. It's just one little strip of stores there. Um, but I believe Garden City may be the largest chamber on Long Island. How's membership? Um, you know, I think all chambers uh, experience this. We get an influx of new members and uh, each year as new businesses open in the community. Uh, some of them uh, stay on and become active and, and others just trail off once they've had their ribbon cutting and, and uh, get the you know, chamber promotion of, of joining. Um, that, that's actually one of the challenges that I'm uh, trying to, to, to work through as the, as the new chamber president is how do we maintain uh, and foster those relationships with new businesses. Okay, uh, Matt Dono, um, I recently had the pleasure of working with you and your wonderful community of Manhasset, uh, but that was pre-pandemic. Um, Manhasset's not too far down the road from the studios at WCWP in Brookville. Um, how are things since I was there maybe a year or so ago? What's going on and what's the vibe in Manhasset these days? So Manhasset is uh, eight and a half square miles. Um, primarily most of our business district is based on Planum Road and Northern Boulevard, um, which includes the Americana, which is what most people know when, when they think of shopping in Manhasset. Um, in terms of the town, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed this year. Most people have supported the local business uh, tremendously in the town. So, you know, in lieu of everything that's gone on and lockdown and such, uh, you know, businesses are getting by, you know, the best that they can in, as for most of Long Island. And how are things with the chamber? Because you have uh, just taken over. Yeah, we, I think we had, have you been there a month. Have you been there a month as president? I have. So I this year we had we run as co-presidents in our in our chamber. And uh, in the middle of the pandemic, one of our co-presidents decided to relocate. Um, so I stepped up and started helping Stephanie, who in September, um, you know, transition into all of this. So it's 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 been interesting. But, uh, you know, like Sean said, you know, it's you're doing the best you can uh, to build the chamber and have people active as you can be without having in-person contact. It kind of has uh, its own hurdles. Okay. Um, thanks for that, guys. Thanks for the introduction. I want to turn our attention to uh, a big issue. Uh, and I'm talking about Congress failing to pass another bailout package for America, but uh, equally as important for small businesses. Um, hopefully they're gonna get something done soon. Uh, Sean, I'm gonna throw this to you, but I wanna to talk to the other guys as well. Um, what would you like to see in a new relief package from Congress? What's I important think, to you? Uh, I think not necessarily important to me, but important to the, the local businesses here. 
Um, I think a lot of restaurants uh, really are, are suffering. And I think uh, Garden City restaurants have done a great job of, of changing their space and, and, and making it as safe as possible. But uh, I think they're having a, a hard time getting people who feel comfortable working. Uh, they're having a, a hard time uh, with the state liquor authority and um, and other regulatory bodies just being able to, to create a space. Um, I, I'd like to see a, a lot more help for those restaurants um, and some guide, better guidance. Um, and, and as the rest of our retailers, I think they, uh, you know, they're going to need some, some financial help. Uh, they're just really not uh, being able to do the business that they would normally do. Uh, based upon some of the numbers that I've heard, you know, the retail is down 30% in, in, in our town and, and restaurants are is down over 50%. And this is so critical. Um, it really is. I mean, there are businesses that uh, I'm sure in all three of your communities are hanging on by a thread. Um, Ed, uh, anything you'd want to add to that? Well, I, I basically, um, what they did in Manhattan was, is they actually lowered rents for existing tenants and actually uh, lowered rents for, you know, proposed tenants. Um, I would definitely like to see, obviously, in the tax base, somehow giving some type of tax relief to the landlords so they can pass it along to the store owners. So. Absolutely. I, I think that's a great suggestion. Matt, what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm on the same page with that. I, you know, as I work in real estate and dealing with my commercial clients, the landlords are hurting because the tenants are hurting. So when you, your retail tenants are struggling, they can't pay rent, which means your landlords can't pay the rent. So that would be fantastic if uh, we could get some relief that way. And then it could trickle down and help everybody. Okay. Um, I want to shift gears for a second here. I'm always fascinated by the dynamic between the Chamber of Commerce and communities that have uh, a large mall or Matt, in your case, um, you know, you've got um, Manhasset. The Americana. Americana, thank you. Americana, Manhasset. Um, what's the relationship like between the uh, Americana and the Chamber of Commerce? Um, in, in past years, it's been fantastic. And I, I say that with the fact that the Americana has taken a hit this year. So, but they've supported everything we've ever done in the community from Christmas tree lightings and bringing stuff out and giving giveaways and uh, any charity event that we do, they were always contributing. Uh, Castagna Realty is fantastic when it comes to that stuff. So you don't feel like it's an us uh, versus them kind of a thing. There's some good synergy there. Yeah, there's always been pretty good synergy. And when we want to do stuff, even though the Americana kind of is their own place, uh, they support Plantum Road. You know, they, they support the main street, you know, the, your, your main part of your community, which is fantastic. Right. And then Sean, um, you know, you're really two business districts in Garden City. You've got Garden City, the village and all the shops, and then you've got Roosevelt Field Mall. Uh, are those two separate entities or are you they, able to work with them? Really, they really are. Uh, the local businesses here on 7th Street and Franklin Avenue, we have an incredible relationship with. 
Um, we host Friday night promenades on 7th Street, unfortunately not this summer, uh, but in the past um, where we really create uh, a, a wonderful environment on Friday nights for our, for our local families and, and businesses. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Roosevelt Field Mall, although they say Garden City, it's not Garden City. It's, uh, it's not in Garden City taxes. Um, so we, we have very little uh, relationship with any of the businesses inside of there. A few, a few of the restaurants, Ruth Chris, obviously, is a, is a great supporter of ours, Capitol Grill, Seasons 52, uh, and Small Batch uh, has a relationship with the, the chamber. But other than that, we unfortunately don't get the benefit from any of the, the shops inside of the mall. So wait, I'm confused. The Roosevelt Field Mall is not in Garden City? Where is it? It, uh, I believe it is uh, East Mall. Is Carl Place? East Meadow. Well, I'm trying to figure what else is around it. Mineola. Um, I, think I think it's East Meadow. Really? You know what? I got to do some research on that. I just learned something today. You yeah. guys don't know the answer to that, do you? It, it is not else? on the Garden City uh, tax space. Wow, that's unbelievable. I never knew that. Just, uh, just, just uh, west of Ring Road, the 100, 200, 300 Ring Road. That is Garden City, uh, but everything inside of the mall is officially on. Hmm. Um, what I always found find fascinating is that there are some towns where the mall has nothing to do with the chamber and they don't have a member. And then I always remember we did a, we had Hicksville on at one point on the program. And what they did is they sent board members into the Broadway mall and literally they worked the room and went door to door. And in some instances you had a, corporate situation or in many, but they were still able to get the information to corporate and they got a few to join and they may not have been the most active, but then they had a couple of smaller independently owned and operated businesses that joined the chamber. But by getting into the mall and literally spending a day walking around, I think the president said at the time they had like uh, nine or 10 members, which I thought was great because like you were pointing out, Sean, in your case, you do have a couple, right? That belong to the chamber yeah yeah it's, it's really just the restaurants okay cool all right thanks guys uh, when we return uh we're gonna have a little bit of fun we're gonna play something called genie in a bottle and that's where we find out what three wish wishes our guests have for their chamber organization all right you're listening to chamber chatter on 88.1 fm and wcwp.org we'll be right back Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the MapTunes app. That's MapTunes, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S or you can visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My guests with me today, let me reintroduce them. Ed Scharfberg, president of the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Sean Martins, he's the president of the Garden City Chamber. And Matt Dono, president of the Manhasset Chamber of Commerce. All right, this is a fun segment. Call it Genie in a Bottle. And this is where we find out what your three wishes are for your uh, business organization. Now, Matt, You've just taken over as president or co-president of the Manhasset Chamber, so I know you've given this question a lot of thought. What are your uh, three wishes for your group in uh, 2021? 
So uh, the three wishes for this upcoming year. Um, one, due to COVID, um, I found that our website doesn't really offer um, enough digital support for all of our members. So our, our primary wish would be to help uh, a lot of the businesses get more outreach um, and build, build a little bit of a social networking campaign for them that can highlight some of the businesses in the community. Um, two, one of our big problems has always been that is we don't have any sewers in Manhasset. As so, I found out. Yeah. <laughs> so to attract restaurants and other businesses is hard because everything's septic and you have to pump everything. And uh, even Starbucks had to re-renovate their entire lot because they were pumping five times a month. Um, so it's an expense for the businesses that's on top of high rents is very hard to pay. Um, it's an environmental issue for the residents um, because of all the business water is polluting and creating algaes and other stuff. Uh, so we're, we're trying to work with this, with our town and also with the state to help facilitate that this year. Um, and then lastly would just be to put together fundraisers or community events that can actually work to bring some money and some awareness to some of the small businesses in the community. As a sidebar, I, I find it hard to fathom that a town uh, as business district as busy as yours is, um, Plandom Road doesn't have sewers. How, how is that even possible in 2020? So, uh, you know, in the 1950s, when they were going to put sewers in, there was a big fear of it overdeveloping. And since we're close to the Queens border, people equated it turning into, you know, high rise buildings and taking away from the charm of what Manhasset once was. So, um, you know, that that superstition and movement has kind of passed on. So now it's time to uh, take care of the community and do what's right. What are the chances that you can make that happen? Is that is there a movement to? Uh, yeah, we've been I've been working on it for over a year now, so it's not a one, two, three thing. But um, we we have the town of North Hempstead on board. Uh, we have, you know, our, our local representation up in the state Senate is looking for to include it in the budget and try to get us some funds for that type of project. Um, it's good for the environment, which is always a win, you know, if you can get the residents and community involved on environmental changes. Um, so we're, we're hopeful, you know, we're, um, we're planning a January 21st community meeting over Zoom to uh, answer some questions and have our engineers come in and explain the situation and the low impact sewer system and it's not to support growth. So uh, it should be a good meeting. It's a, listen, it's a massive, expenditure and a massive undertaking at a time when local governments are a little dried up with funds. Um, but I, I really hope that, you know, your impetus here can get the ball rolling and, uh, you know, get those sewers. Anyway, Ed Scharfberg, let me paint a picture for you here. I don't know if you're a golfer, so you can just uh, play along with me. But let's say you're swinging clubs at the Middle Bay Country Club there in Oceanside. You hit the ball into the bunker. Nice shot. 
You walk over to retrieve your ball and you see a magic lantern sitting there in the sand trap. You open it up, out pops a genie, granting you three wishes for the Oceanside Chamber. What you got? Okay. Um, well, first of all, I, I like to see prosperity for all businesses, but more importantly, the mom and pops. Um, we, we're seeing more and more mom and pops close here on Long Island in the metro area. And, you know, I, we're trying to figure out some ideas. You know, I, I'd like to get some ideas as to how we can, um, that would be a wish of mine to, um, to gain more prosperity for these businesses. Uh, the second wish I would love to see here would be more of a curb appeal. Um, whether it be the town or the county, because we have you know different roads coming through here as other communities, um, giving more maybe you know planters and flower boxes and and, and what have you in 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 that respect. Um, and we we've, we've been working with um, especially the town of Hempstead to um, do a little beautification. Um, the the third wish I would have we would be less vacant stores. Um, we are the gateway to Long Beach and a lot of people come down our main thoroughfare, Long Beach Road every day. And, you know, we, we just don't wanna be a pass-through. So the curb appeal comes along with the prosperity of uh, business and they, people would more people would stop and less vacant stores. Um, you know, the, we seem to have a higher percentage here in Oceanside than other communities do. And we're, we've been actually in discussion for the last several months on what we can do to, uh, as a chamber to promote business as well as, um, um, you know, get the uh, rent roll increased here in, uh, in Oceanside. Talking about beautification, has there been any discussion about reaching out to the state and possibly having part of Oceanside designated as a bid, a business improvement district, which many towns do and they get funds from the state to do the kinds of things you're talking about, lampposts, planters, medians in the, you know, and the slow down traffic or on Long Beach Road. Has that ever been discussed? Yes, we, we have discussed it, but um, I'm going to say two or three years ago, we um, they bypassed us, shall we say. Um, uh, maybe we ought to reapproach that again. Yeah, now Matt, um, you may be aware um, that just north of you in Port Washington, um, mm -hmm. th that's a, that areas of that Main Street, a large area is a, is a bid, a business improvement district. They, they have uh, 1,100 businesses located in their bid. 1100 that's a large wow. that's a that's a big yeah. bid yeah yeah but there are areas like you know Cedarhurst and Westbury and the list mm -hmm. goes on and on um so ed just food for thought i appreciate it thank you <laughs> all right sean uh, back in uh, march 2019 we had your previous president michael ventreon uh but at that time we had not yet introduced the genie in a bottle feature to our uh, audience so you're getting first dibs at this. So okay. let me paint a scenario for you. Let's say you're attending an event at the uh, luxurious Garden City Hotel. You walk into the lobby and just lying on the floor, it's a magic lantern. You pick it up, you give it a rub, 
Genie pops out, granting you your three wishes. What do you want for your chamber? So uh, my three wishes coincide with our, our three pillars, really. Uh, local business, obviously, encourage everyone to shop local, uh, support our local businesses and restaurants. That, that's the, really the most important. Um, our business professionals, uh, we have a, a large number of, of individual professionals that join the chamber, being able to engage with them uh, and deliver some sort of value to them from, from education to, to networking uh, to, um, to really helping them even find a different job or, um, in the network to do that. And then obviously the community, uh, the most important part, uh, there's no, uh, small businesses or, or, uh, business professional, uh, groups without our community participation. Uh, I'd like to see us find a way to re-engage in this new COVID-19 social distancing environment with the community. Uh, a lot of what the, our chamber does uh, is community-based. We, we host large events, uh, family events, um, and we just have not been able to, to do that in the last you know, nine months. So getting that kick-started in a, in a safe way would be uh, at the top of my list. Sean, perfect segue into my next question. I'm going to throw this right back to you. On Monday, um, the very first COVID-19 vaccine in New York State was administered uh, right here on Long Island uh, to a frontline worker at um, Long Island Jewish Medical Center in New Hyde Park. As we begin to roll out the vaccine, Sean, I'd like to know where do you see us in six months? I obviously don't have a crystal ball, um, but I would hope, I would pray that we uh, get back to something uh, more normal, uh, where some of the fears uh, have subsided, um, where the, the real threat uh, has been mitigated, and uh, you know people start to feel like they can go about their lives uh, somewhat the way that we were pre-COVID. Uh, I'm not sure that we'll ever return uh, to, to that environment, but I, I sure hope we get most of the way there. You know, I was reading uh, an article a couple of weeks ago from 1920 about an event going on in New York City. And it dawned on me that just, you know, two years earlier, there was this massive pandemic. And yet in 2020, I'm reading about this huge festival in Times Square. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, this is encouraging to read because I realized that while the Spanish flu wiped out millions, here I am reading an article a couple of years later and everything is completely back to normal. And that flu um, appears to be more devastating than what we're experiencing. So I'm hoping, um, you know, that we recover sooner than that, but there is absolutely hope that we will get back to normal. Um, I'm going to segue over to you, Ed. Um, I asked for six months from Sean. How about a year from now? Next next year, Christmas time, where do you think we're at? Well, uh, like Sean said, I, I don't have a crystal ball neither, but I, I think we're going to be in a better place a year from now than we are today. I, I think um, we're going to start to see um, more normalcy uh, by May. Uh, and I think by next year, this time, I, I, I hope that, um, 
people are, are going out and doing what they normally would do. And I, I think, you know, that we'll be in a much better place. Mm. Uh, Matt Dono, you're in the real estate business. Um, you have a sort of an interesting perspective, people coming and going in your community. What do you see next six to 12 months? Um, again, like everybody else, there's no crystal ball. And um, I think a lot's going to depend on the vaccine, how efficient it is. If it's um, a, a one and done type of thing versus if it's a flu shot and how that affects people's willingness to get it and, and then feel safe after they've gotten it to go out to restaurants and engage in the community. Um, I, my fear is that people are really hoping to get back to normal as in 2019 normal. And there may be a lot of new changes that just are going to be part of society now that we have to adjust to. And that shouldn't stop you from shopping and going to restaurants and stuff. But, you know, as long as people are taking precautions and following the rules that are set by people that are more intelligent than me, <laughs> um, I think, I think we'll get to a good place. You know, I, I don't think, um, I read something this morning that said, um, looked at the mortality numbers over the last decade. And actually we're, we're below where we were last year, regardless of COVID and all this. So, you know, it's the panic in our head sometimes fears us more than how society's actually recovering. Hmm. Ed, um, so. Thank you. Ed, do you get this sense um, that your uh, residents are aware that they, in light of what's going on in our country, across in the world, that they need to step up and, and be more supportive of the local businesses? Um, well, we, we've been trying to uh, stress to the community, especially at community events, um, for instance, last Saturday, we sponsored a uh, Holiday Happenings uh, car parade, uh, along with a couple other organizations over one of the local schools. We had um, 90 cars involved, um, and we, we're trying to put ourselves out there for our membership to show the community it's extremely important to support these local businesses. Um, we also... Um, supported some other um, things. For instance, um, uh, we moved our Christmas tree lighting, and I'm going to build right into your question in a second, um, to a much larger uh, location where parking is more convenient. And we want the community to know the chambers out there. We want the community to support the local businesses. Um, have I really seen a difference at this point? Um, that's hard to say. So you're not getting any feedback from your members that they feel like uh, the residents are stepping up because there's a big movement for that. You know, use the local right. business, uh, buy gift cards, um, you know, on and on. I mean, Newsday just did a nice piece on it uh, yesterday in Sunday's paper a uh, uh, couple, a few days ago. Yeah. Sunday or Monday. Um, uh, how about you, Sean? You've got a very active uh, community, very active community and uh, always seem to me uh, supportive of the businesses. Have they recognized the importance of uh, stepping up at a time like this? 
I do believe they have. Uh, there was a huge support for a lot of the local retail. A lot of them went online uh, in the very beginning saying, hey, you know, we're, we're struggling. We need some help. We're, we're willing to do gift cards at a discount for you guys. Um, a lot of them reinvented the way that they did business. Uh, local uh, uh, store here, Coquette, they were, they were doing home delivery and, and personal shopping. Um, and that was very successful. Um, so I think, you know, we, we have gotten a huge, sub, uh, you know, support from our community. Obviously, more would be would be better. But uh, I do think they they tend to rally around uh, the places that they love to shop and they love to eat. Uh, I think they just need to be sometimes reminded uh, that that they need to. Yeah, uh, I'm familiar with Coquette, by the way. I believe they have another location in Rockville Center. Yes. Uh, very nice, uh, nice owner there. Uh, and Matt, I'll throw it to you before we uh, step out for a quick break. But uh, how the residents of Manhasset been rallying around the businesses? I mean, I, I'm like I said earlier, I'm very impressed. Um, you know, a lot of our small businesses support all of our local sports teams and everything. And really, the community came together to say, hey, you've supported us all these years. It's our time to support you. So um, it, it's been very interesting to see some of the restaurants, how they you know, they cook meals for a family now. So you can go get, you know, a, a meal for four, four to six people and, you know, including the bottle of wine. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable uh, how people have adapted, you know, just to do what they got to do to keep their businesses going. And I'm happy to say that the NASA community has shown up. Awesome. All right. When we return, it's time for ask a leader. And that's where I stop asking the questions and I, Actually, turn the mic over to you and let you guys talk to the guests. You're listening to Chamber Chatter right here on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Okay, just like that, we're back. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. And what is Chamber Chatter? Well, it's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. And let me reintroduce my three guests. We have Ed Sharpford, president of the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Sean Martins, he's the president of the mighty Garden City Chamber of Commerce. And Matt Dono, president of the Manhasset Chamber of Commerce. Okay, guys, it's time to play Ask a Leader. Uh, this is where I turn the microphone over to you and let our guests speak to one another. Uh, Matt, you're literally just taking over as president, co-president of the Manhasset Chamber. So I'm sure you have a question or questions for uh, each of our guests with us today. Sure. I, actually, um, Sean, I mentioned earlier that you reached out and I've gotten a lot of the professional services or people to join your chamber. How did you uh, approach them or get a list or acquire that information? So we, uh, we host a, or we used to host a monthly networking group. Uh, we do it at one of the country clubs. Um, we don't make any money on it for the most part. It really, the, the entrance fee really just pays for the food and, and, and the venue. Um, we used our existing uh, group. Uh, we use uh, Chamber Master as our uh, CRM system. Uh, so we have all of our existing members loaded in there and we have an email distribution list. And we just started small. We pushed out to, to all the businesses 
uh, asked them to distribute the, the, the networking um, meeting uh, list and uh, people just started attending. Uh, and we have sometimes, uh, you know, a steady group of people that are coming and sometimes we have all new people who are coming and introducing what it is that they do and how they do it. And it's a, it's a really great experience uh, for everybody. Everybody gets about five minutes to talk about who they are, where they work and what they do. Very cool. Yeah, that would be my main question. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, thank you. Um, Ed, uh, ask a leader. What would you like sure. to know from the leaders today? I'd like to I'd like to ask Sean and Matt both um, how they're keeping their members engaged because before we even seek new members we have to keep our membership engaged um, and it seems that you know I, I think Sean you might have said it earlier they some people just get their ribbon cutting and walk away and you know what are you doing to retain the membership and keeping them engaged? Well, for, for me, that that's uh, that's a very important question and, and one that I actually am sometimes struggling to answer. Um, one of the things when I first got involved with the chamber, uh, I was asked, well, what exactly is it that the chamber does, and, and what is it that I get uh, for my you know two hundred dollars for joining? Uh, and and that has been a, an area of great conversation lately. Um, we, Try to do the the networking um, that's mostly targeted at, at, at small businesses and entrepreneurs and, and perhaps some some attorneys and banks. Um, but we host a luncheon uh, once a quarter uh, that deals with community um, issues. Uh, we have had a debate with, with local politicians. Uh, we've had uh, various developers come and, and talk about uh, what they're doing in the in the surrounding neighborhoods in our neighborhood. Um, we, we try to keep it relevant and interesting. So we provide, you know, a, a, a knowledge base for our members. Um, but we're always, you know, looking to, to do something better and new. One, one of the ideas that I came up with is maybe some motivational speakers or some uh, subject matter experts would come and talk at those luncheons to talk about, uh, you know, what to do with PPP and how to handle the accounting of that or um, you know, market new marketing initiatives and social media. Uh, you know, we're always trying to come up with a new concept or a new idea that we can, you know, give to our members to help them, you know, achieve, uh, you know, their goals of the new business. Matt, you've got a pretty active membership. Um, kind of like Sean, we do some of the same stuff where we, you know, it, sometimes it's once a quarter. It depends on what's going on. But uh, we try to bring in speakers that, for example, social media, who run social media companies that can offer some stuff specifically to the mom and pop stores who may not have that technology or think about it or um, just to get more exposure. So bringing in experts on things that could help people expand their business or digitalize their operation or things that it can they can use to improve. Um, we found to be um, where we get a lot of people showing up. We, in past years, used to do card exchanges and things so people in the community could all meet, you know, and a lot of times, you know, the guy that runs the computer shop can help you fix your computers and there's a marketing firm and there's nine real estate offices. So if you need real estate, we, we got Manhattan, it's got you covered. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I find that, you know, 
giving people that's value added. Anything that's a value added um, brings people, you know, forward to help them. You know, Ed, if I can chime in here, I mentioned uh, the Hicksville Chamber earlier in the program regarding their mall, but they do something very interesting that I don't really see any other chambers do. And that is they rotate the uh, times of their meetings every month. So for example, uh, the Massapequa Chamber that I belong to where I live, uh, they meet once a month at lunchtime. Now, when you do that, you immediately eliminate anybody in the food business. You immediately eliminate anyone who's a sole proprietor who can't get out of the shop. And I think it's extremely limiting. What Hicksville has done, and quite successfully, is one month they do a breakfast, and the next month it's a lunch, and the following month it's a dinner. And twice a, a year, they hold a Saturday meeting at the library. And the president, well, he's now the executive director, he, he got, they bumped him up. Um, he said, you know, Mark, on that, that Saturday meeting, I only see like 10 people but it's 10 people that I would never see the rest of the year. And by moving those meetings around, he sees a different crowd. Yeah, you know, you have your regulars that won't miss a meeting, but he sees a different crowd at every meeting. And he said, it took a little while to get it going and it's easy to get frustrated and say, oh, you know, only 14 people showed up for breakfast, but they stuck with it. And it's been very successful in a better way, he said, to reach people because he sees a lot of people that he might not see, like I said, if he only did a lunch or only did a dinner. So food food for thought there. Um, I think, Sean, we left off with you. Uh, did you have any questions for uh, the two presidents that are with us today? I'd like to know their 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 greatest challenge as, as president of the chamber. What, what, what area are you really struggling, uh, perhaps, that you don't have an answer to? Um, I'll, I'll take that, John. My biggest problem is in 2020, how do I keep members, you know, and how do I grow the membership base? I mean, that's, uh, I, I think this year specifically, you know, that extra 100, 200 bucks, whatever the membership is, people are considering putting that money into other things. So how do you get them to be involved in doing stuff in your community? Matt, you know, I mentioned earlier the Covert Avenue Chamber of Commerce, which is Stewart Manor and Floral Park. Uh, this came up last month. Uh, and again, they're a small chamber, but they just waived the fees. They said, you know what? It's it's not that, yeah, the money's important, but you know what? We'll, we're going to be okay. I just don't want to lose people. I want people to know that we care about them, that we feel their pain. And the best thing we could do was just say, there's no fee. We're going to renew you for another year. And they're hoping, you know, when they come back for renewal at the end of 2021, we're in a better position and people can write out checks. Hey, Mark, if I, yes. I'm, Mark, if I may chime in. Yeah, um, what, what, what we Two things we just did uh, with the Oceanside Chamber. Uh, for the dues for 2021, we reduced it for one year um, because we really didn't um, participate in many things. So we reduced the dues for 2021. Um, and the other thing we are about to send out is we're gonna be sending out a survey to every one of our members to see, and hopefully they return it, to see what we can, how we can better serve them. And 
So we're working on that as well to, you know, hopefully uh, get more engagement out of them. All right. Those are good answers. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, participating in that segment. Um, so we have just a week left to shop before Christmas is upon us. Sean, what's your message to uh, your residents of Garden City? Got to be shop local. That's the message. Come out, come down to downtown uh, safely, but come out, shop, stop in one of our restaurants, have a drink, have a, have a meal. Um, keep the community in mind. Matt, anything special going on in Manhasset as we uh, race toward Christmas here? Anything geared for the uh, for the residents to you know support the local businesses there? I mean, due to, I mean, from our standpoint, we haven't been able to hold events and such. So we've put a lot more money into beautification, trying to make, uh, you know, Main Street look festive for the holiday. Um, so, you know, my message is basically the same as Sean's is, and I'd like everybody to shop local, support your local business, buy gift cards to restaurants. You know, there'll be a time to use it. Just, you know, that's a good gift that can help a lot of people. Ed, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I, I just want to um, ditto on what the um, um, what the two gentlemen said, but more importantly is I want the residents to know that we appreciate them. And in these trying times, if they could appreciate us in, 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 uh, in support the local businesses as well. Okay, great. Guys, we have just a couple of minutes remaining here. Um, I always like to give our guests an opportunity to talk for a minute about what they do uh, when you're not uh, representing and presiding over your Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Matt, I touched on a little bit about what you do earlier, but uh, why don't you tell us about what you do when you're not running the Chamber? Uh, when I'm not running the Chamber, I actually wear a lot of different hats. So, uh, you know, primarily me. I introduced myself as a real estate uh, agent and that's kind of what I do. I focus on on the residential side, North Shore luxury, and on the commercial side, anything from Brooklyn, Queens out to the, the Forks. Um, but uh, due to this year and everything, I, I also have another business where I do uh, OSHA compliance safety. Uh, so I've spent a lot of this year helping schools build safety plans and selling masks and cleaning supplies and things like that. So, you know, kind of had to roll with the, the punches of 2020 and make some changes. <laughs> Matt, what does OSHA stand for? Is it an acronym, OSHA? Yes, what you... Occupational Safety and Health. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Thank you. So, I mean, basically, we're, we're a government agency. I, I, my background is truly in accounting. Um, which I don't practice whatsoever, but exactly. you know, I, uh, I run the back end of the business and my, my partner is boots on the ground. So he's dealing with the guys and actually the safety compliance of construction. We're doing stuff for the L train for the MTA in New York city and some other projects. Um, so I kind of let him handle it. I'm just here to process bills and make sure everybody gets paid. <laughs> All right. How about you, Ed? Um, well, I'm semi-retired. Um, I do dabble. I do have a real estate license. Um, I do dabble a little bit. Um, but my uh, main job is working for insurance companies. Uh, 
due to my background, um, many years with the city of New York, I'm a fire investigator and uh, I investigate fires for different insurance companies. And I have another job where um, I'm also a volunteer firefighter, but uh, I also work uh, part-time for the Oceanside Fire District um, doing some administrative things for them. That's great. Uh, Sean, we got about a 30 seconds here. What, tell me about what you do. So uh, I am a technology consultant. I, I have a small business here in Garden City. Um, we've had for over 10 years now. And uh, we do everything from structured cabling all the way up to cloud services. All right, you fooled us there with that uh, little picture behind you. Is that the Brooklyn Bridge? It is. I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are listening on the radio, we're actually recording this via Zoom technology. So we're all looking at videos of one another. And yeah, behind Sean, he's got uh, what looks like the blueprints, um, the schematics for. Uh, the Brooklyn Bridge is probably a very old print. Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. Special thanks to my three guests today, Ed Sharpberg. Sharp, let me try that again, Ed. Ed Sharpberg, president of the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. Sean Martins, president of the Garden City Chamber. Matt Dono, president of the Manhasset Chamber of Commerce. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. As a reminder, uh, Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And also on YouTube, search WCWP Studios, Chamber Chatter. Special thanks to my good friend, station manager and engineer throughout this COVID, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, Dan Cox. Uh, my name is Mark Snyder. Up next, it's Project Independence and you. Have a great weekend, everyone.